0: on of the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of Matthew chapter number 18. The book of Matthew chapter number 18. We're going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. We're going to begin reading with verse 21. We're going to read down and include verse number 35. The Bible says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? seven times no not seven times jesus replied but 70 times 7 jesus said therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him in the process one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and they told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and he said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart this morning i'm using for my subject a portrait of forgiveness father i thank you today that you are a god who forgives but not only are you a god who forgives but you also are a god who expects forgiveness god i just pray that your anointing will rest upon the messenger and the message today all for the glory of god in jesus name all of god's people said praise the lord and you may be reseated this morning. Well, in the passage of Scripture that we just read, Jesus paints a word picture of forgiveness. There are four things in this story and in this uh, account that I want to call our attention to today. The first thing that I see here this morning, I see is the agitation. I see the agitation. Verse number. Uh, 21, Peter asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Now, I've never thought about this before, but as I was studying this out this past week, it, it occurred to me that something had to have triggered this question. This question didn't just come from out of nowhere. There is something had to have triggered this question. I, and I began to wonder, I wonder who Peter was referring to here. Who was Peter referring to here? Uh, well, let me just put it in text. And who was he ticked off at? Who was he ticked off at? Somebody must have been getting on his last nerve. Perhaps it was one of his fellow disciples, you know, these 12 men that were, that were basically hanging out and living together 24-7, and no doubt some of them were jockeying for position. We know they were. Scripture said they were. And no doubt there was probably some politicking that was going on, and I'm convinced that there had to have been some personalities that were, that were clashing. Amen. Because, listen, people are people, and where there's people, there will be problems. Uh, You want your church to grow, that just means you're asking for more problems, because where there are more people, there are more problems, because where people assemble and where people are, there will be problems. It's just a matter of fact. I wonder who it was that Peter was agitated with. Well oh, perhaps Peter had reached the point that Popeye would reach when he would say, I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more. I don't know, but something had to have triggered this question. Nobody else, nobody else was asking this question. Let me ask you this morning, who is it that's getting under your skin? Who is it? Uh, no, don't look around, please. <laughs> Who is it that is agitating you this morning? Who is it that, that that's just about to push you over the edge? Second thing that I, I noticed, and that is the arbitration. <laughs> the arbitration. Verse 21, Peter asks Jesus, Lord, how often do I forgive someone that sins against me? And then he throws out a number and he says, how about seven times? The arbitration. Maybe, maybe seven times. I, I, I don't know. I'm, you know. I've just thought a lot of things this week as I was looking over this. You know, you've, you read something a thousand times, but, but so many things came to me this week that I've never thought of before. I, I wonder if somebody had wronged Peter three, four, maybe five times. I wonder if Peter was thinking, "You know, I just cannot keep going down this same road. Oh, uh, uh, maybe once, maybe twice more. That's about all I have in me, Lord, Lord, uh, they're already into me four or five times, Lord. Lord, I might have two or three more times left in me, but that, that's about all. Can we make a deal, Lord? Lord, can we can we make a deal here, Lord? If I just had if I just had a number, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lord, can we can we just put a number on this, Lord? Lord, if if I just had a number, maybe, maybe I could keep on going with him. If if I just had a number, if only I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. How about seven? <laughs> Lord, how about, Lord, surely, surely, Lord, if I forgive somebody seven times, that would be sufficient. Please get this this morning. Get this this morning. When we think about forgiveness, we don't just need to think about how many times we need to forgive. But we also need to think about how many times we want to be Forgiven. So when you're thinking about how many times you're willing to forgive somebody else, think of it this way How many times do I want to be forgiven? I can't speak for you this morning, but if seven times is the limit, I passed that years ago with the Lord. If seven times is the limit, God would have written me off. Years ago, truth be known, for some of you here this morning, you have probably had to forgive me more than seven times in the past nine and a half years that I've been your pastor. No amens, please. We think about putting a limit on the times that we are willing to forgive. We need to understand that we have just now put a limit on the times that we can be forgiven. Because Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 12, he said, pray like this, Father, Father, forgive us our sins as, say as. Father, forgive our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. In other words, God forgives us our sins in the very same way, in the very same manner, to the very same degree that we are willing to forgive people that wrong us. Jesus also said in Matthew 5 and 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Who did Jesus say is going to receive mercy? The merciful. The merciful. Listen, friend, if you want mercy, if you want God to have mercy upon your soul, if you want God to have mercy in your life, you better become a merciful person because Jesus said only those that show mercy will receive mercy. Mercy, mercy. Well, the third thing that I see in this story is the anticipation. Verse 21, again, Peter said, Lord, how many times should I forgive somebody that sins against me? Lord, seven times? The anticipation. There, there, you see, there's just absolutely no doubt in my mind. But what Peter was expecting to be commended for his generosity, I, I can just see him standing a little bit taller. I can see him putting out his chest. I can see him preparing himself and getting himself ready ah to be commended from his lord. When he says, "Lord, I'm willing to forgive somebody seven times." Ah, in Peter's mind, he could he could no doubt hear Jesus say to him, "Wow, Peter, you the man." <laughs> Ah, you dumb man, oh, oh, Peter could just I'm sure in my mind i I think Peter was waiting to hear, and in his mind he was hearing the Lord say to him, This is why, this is why I called you to be one of my disciples, man oh, this is why I've chosen you to be not only a disciple but he'd be in the inner circle seven times. Wow, Peter, seven times. Hey, Peter, three or four times is plenty. Three or four times is two or three more times than most people. Oh, I believe Peter could hear Jesus saying to him in his mind, most people's motto is burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame on me. Oh, he could hear Jesus say, man, you're so far ahead of the game. Note how Peter is waiting with anticipation to be commended. Uh, And maybe, maybe he's even thinking, Jesus is going to call me to the front. And he's going to put me in front of all the other 11. And he's going to say, hey, guys, let me tell you about this guy here. Let me tell you how awesome, how generous, how incredibly merciful that he is. But no. No, Jesus doesn't say, hey, wow, oh, you are a generous dude, man. Wow, you are so graceful and so full of mercy. No, 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 Jesus says seven. (laughs) Really? That's your number? That's your number, seven? No, Peter, don't try seven. Try multiplying seven by 70. (laughs) Huh. Well, let's look at the fourth thing that I find in this passage this morning. And that is the admonition. And it's found in verses 22 through 35. And in these verses, Jesus tells a story to illustrate forgiveness. Now, I want to read that again this morning, verse 22 through 35. No, Peter, not seven, but seven times 70. Or 70 times seven. And then he tells a story. and he says, hey... The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated or compared to a king that decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. So in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. couldn't pay, so the master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, everything he owned, paying the debt. Jesus said, but the man fell down before his master, and he begged him, please be patient with me, and I'll pay it all. And his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him, and he forgave his debt. When the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabs him by the throat and he demands instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him, begged for a little more time. But, oh, be patient with me. I'll pay it, he pleads. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested, put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. Then some of the other servants saw what had happened and they were very upset about what they had just observed. And so they go to the king and they tell him everything that had happened. The king calls in the man that he had forgiven, and he said, You're an evil servant. Man, I, gave, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Could, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant even as I had mercy on you? And then the king became very angry and he sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And then Jesus said, Hey, that's exactly what my heavenly Father is going to do to you if you refuse to forgive men, your brother and your sisters and do it from your heart. There are seven things in this story about forgiveness that Jesus told. I just want to touch them very, very lightly this morning. The first thing that I see in this this story that Jesus tells, this story, this illustration, illustrating forgiveness, that is I see the insurmountable debt. The insurmountable debt found in verse 13. 23 and 24, millions of dollars had been borrowed and were unable to be repaid. Listen, we need to understand that this story that Jesus told, it was more than just a story teaching us how that we ought to forgive one another. But this story is also about man seeking forgiveness from God. Friend, our sin debt is an insurmountable Amen. debt. God. We understand that God created man and, and God created man with uh, perfect and without sin. And we understand that man was God's favorite creation. You know, the Bible says that when God created the sun and the moon and the stars, that, that God looked at his creation and God said, This is good. But the Bible goes on to say that when God created man and when God breathed into man, in man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul, the Bible said that God takes a look at man and God said, wow, this is very good. The Bible says sin separated man from God and man was stolen from God by sin and sin held man hostage and demanded a ransom. And sin made man in debt to God. The second thing that I see in this story is I see the insolvent debtor. The insolvent debtor, verse 25, he couldn't pay. He, couldn't. he has this ginormous bill, this ginormous debt, and he cannot pay. He has such an insurmountable debt that he has now become an insolvent debtor. And such are we. Amen. And such are we. Oh, friend, there is absolutely no way that we can pay our sin debt. We, this morning, are, are insolvent debtors. And there's absolutely nothing that, that, that you and I can do about our sin. Our sin is an insurmountable debt. And we could never in a million billion years ever pay the ransom. We could never ever pay Off our debt. The debt is simply too high. And the fact of the matter is, man doesn't even have the correct currency that is required to pay the debt. So we must face the facts, friends. We are all insolvent debtors. The third thing that I see in the story is I see the incredible demand. And the incredible demand is found in verse 25. He couldn't pay. And so his master ordered that he be sold. And along with his wife and his children, they be sold. And everything that he owned to be sold in order that the debt might be paid. Let me suggest to you this morning, this is exactly what the payment of sin extracts. Sin, friend, will literally take away our life as well as the life of our family. I would submit to you today that sin will take you to places that you never ever dreamed you would ever go. I would submit to you today that sin will connect you with people that you could never ever imagine that you would ever be connected with. I suggest to you today that sin will create problems in your life that you never dreamed in a million years would ever be in your life. Because sin will suck the very life. It will literally turn you inside out. And eventually it will cost you every single thing that you have. The Bible says the wages or the cost or the penalty for a life of sin is death. The fourth thing that I find in this story that Jesus tells of forgiveness. I find the intense display. The intense display in verse 26, but the man fell down before his master and he begged him, please, please have mercy on me. Please, please be patient with me. Oh, I want to tell you this morning, friends, the only hope that any of us have today for salvation, the only hope we have is to throw ourselves on the mercy of God. We are all, we are all insolvent debtors today. We face an insurmountable debt. And the only hope that we have today is to throw ourselves upon the mercy of Almighty God. The fifth thing that I see in this story, I see the intervening deed. The intervening deed is found in verse 27. Then his master was filled with pity for him. And his master released him and forgave him his debt. You see, there was absolutely no way this servant could ever repay his master this insurmountable debt. Because of his intense display, because of him throwing himself upon the mercy of his master. Oh, his master, oh, a man of incredible mercy and grace, does for his servant what his servant could never possibly do for himself. What a picture of God and man. What an incredible picture of God. Man kidnapped, kidnapped from God and held captive by sin. Man, so indebted to God because of his sin. Man, so helpless to do anything about his situation. So what? What does God do for man? God pays the ransom. God pays the ransom for for us through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, by putting the Lord Jesus Christ, his only son, on the cross and allowing his son to pay the debt and pay the penalty for our debt. And through the Lord Jesus Christ God releases man from his sin death and God forgives man of the dead and all man has to do is to cry out to God. All man has to do is cry out to God for mercy. All man has to do is throw himself upon the mercy of God and ask God to do for him what he could never ever possibly do for himself. You're here this morning and you are a sinner and that's all of us. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, some of us are saved sinners. And I know there's a segment of people that don't like to consider themselves. I'm not a sinner. I'm, a, you know, I'm not a, just a sinner saved by grace. I'm a king's kid. I'm this, I'm that, I'm something else. Well, the Lord makes all that for us. But I'm telling you, friend, bottom line is we're all saved sinners. all sinners. We've all messed up. Some of us are saved sinners. All of us have sinned. The Bible says that sin literally means to miss the mark. And if the mark, if Jesus is the mark, and if the teaching and preaching ministry of Jesus, if that's the mark, I don't know about you, but I miss the mark daily. Bad news is we're sinners, some of us are saved sinners. Bad news is we're sinners this morning. The good news is we have a Savior. I said we've got a Savior, God. Oh, I'll never, never get tired of telling you that God did for us what we could never, ever do for ourselves. Oh, Ephesians chapter two, verse four and five. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead all oh, because of our sins, yet He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. And Lamentations three and twenty-two says, "Through the Lord's mercy." We are not consumed. The only reason we are not consumed. The only reason we're not damned. The only reason why Amen. we are not lost today is because of the mercy of God. Because of the Lord's mercies we're not consumed. Because His mercy fails not. His mercies are new. Every single morning great is His mercy faithfulness. Oh, if you're indeed a sinner today, or if you have unconfessed sin in your life today, I encourage you today, cry out for the mercy of God. His mercies never fail. His mercy is limitless. The sixth thing that I see in the story Jesus tells, that is the inconceivable development. The inconceivable development found in verses 28 through 30. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? This man who had just had his master forgive him of a multi-million dollar debt. Immediately leaves his master forgiven of multi-million dollar debt. Goes directly from there to a man that owed him a few thousand. Now a few thousand is nothing, but it's nothing compared to multi-million. And he goes right out from being forgiven of the multi-million dollar debt and he runs right out and he finds the man that owes him a few thousand dollars and he grabs him by the throat and he demands payment. And this man does exactly what he had just done a few moments earlier. He falls down on the ground and he begs for mercy, but mercy is not to be found. Wow. Wow. I don't really want to say this, but it kind of reminds me all too much of some Christians I've met the last 40 years. We've been forgiven an insurmountable debt, a debt that we could never pay. God has released us from the debt of sin that has held us hostage and bound for hell. although we have been forgiven this insurmountable debt, somebody just looks at us wrong. Or somebody just has a different color of skin. Or somebody just says something unkind to us. And what do we do? We grab them by the throat and squeeze the life out of them. We refuse to extend mercy to them. We make their life miserable. Ask you this morning, who are we? Who are we who have been forgiven a mountain of debt? Oh, the debt of sin. Who are we to refuse forgiveness to people that wrong us? What hypocrites we are sometimes. And the last thing that I find in the story is the incrimination. The incrimination declared. It's found in verses 31 through 35. We read it twice. So let me just ask the question this morning Do we really do we really think that God will not hold us accountable for unforgiveness? Do we really think that we can receive, oh, we can receive forgiveness from God, but then we can withhold forgiveness? To our fellow man. Jesus made it very, very clear here. Verse 35. Jesus said, hey, that's what my heavenly father is going to do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters. And then Jesus said, from your heart, not just your lips. People have told me, I forgive you before, but boy, I can tell they didn't. They said it with their lips, but it wasn't coming for their heart. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, say but. Hmm. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your Father forgive your Hallelujah. trespasses. Hallelujah. Yes. There's some things in this book that aren't totally clear to me. <laughs> that's not one of them. That's not one. That's just not as clear. You don't need the Living Bible for that one. Not as clear as it gets. Amen. Friend, if you think that you can get forgiveness for your sins while holding grudges and bitterness and hatred in your heart towards some person, you're only fooling yourself. Because the Bible says, Jesus himself said, God only forgives those, number one, he only forgives those who ask. And number two, he only forgives those who are not only willing to ask for forgiveness for their sin, but are willing to, forgive others for their sin. If we could get the worship team back in place this morning. Oh, Lord, this parable or story that Jesus told paints a beautiful picture of forgiveness. Father, I thank you today. God, I thank you today that I am forgiven today. God, your word says all have sinned. I'm a part of all. I thank you that you have forgiven me of my sin. But I also understand that if I'm going to continue to be forgiven of my sin, I must continue to forgive my brothers and my sisters in Christ who wronged me and hurt me. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed in this house of worship today the altar call, there are two questions I'm asking today. And the first one is this morning, do you need forgiveness? Is there something in your life today that you need God to forgive you? Maybe you've never been saved and you just need God to save you. You need God to forgive you of all your sins and save you today. Maybe you're here today and you're trying to walk with God, but there's something in your heart. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's prejudice. Whatever that. Name We could put on it, but there's sin in your life today. You need God to forgive you today. You want God to forgive you. You're willing to ask God for forgiveness today. If that's you this morning, I want you to put your hand all over this room. Anyone in this room, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Thank you. Put your hand down now. God bless you. And you, thank you. God bless you. And you, God bless you. How many others this morning will join? I think that's about four. I lose count pretty quick. I need... I need God to forgive me this morning. There's things in my life. There's something in my life. I need God to forgive me for today. <laughs> Maybe it's unforgiveness. <laughs> you need to be forgiven for unforgiveness. Maybe that's you this morning. All right, there four or so that lifted their hand this morning. I I want to lead you to prayer this morning. If you just say words from that I say and just say them just be saying them that nothing happens it doesn't mean anything but if you will say these make my prayer your prayer pray it from your heart and not just your lips today God will hear you and he will answer you and he will forgive you everyone pray this prayer not just the four but everyone pray this prayer Heavenly Father as I search my heart today I see some things in my heart there are things going on in my life. I know they're not pleasing to you. I'm missing the mark. And sin means to miss the mark. And so I confess thy sin today. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Wash my sin in the blood of Jesus. and I receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. The second question I have is your heads are continuing to be bowed, your eyes are continuing to be closed. Nobody is looking about, please, no one look about. Today. Here's the second question that I'm asking you today. Are you here today? You need to forgive. You need to forgive somebody that you this morning you need to forgive someone, you need God to help you in order to release them from the debts that, that they owe you. You feel that you this morning you need to forgive someone. Let me see your hand this morning all this room. I need to forgive. Thank you. Hands going up, everyone. Hands going up, everyone. Hands going up, everyone. Again, I want to lead you in a prayer this morning. Again, if you lifted your hand. If you'll pray this prayer not just from your lips, but pray from your heart. And let me tell you that this is a prayer that it's not a, all the time. It doesn't just, it doesn't always not just, didn't just be prayed one time and then it's it gone. Hopefully that's the case. But sometimes there are things in our lives, and especially for people that have that have been wounded and bruised and hurt and, and, and gone through uh, horrendous things in their life, that it's a daily process. Forgiveness is not a one-time deal, but it's a daily process. It likes to raise its ugly head quite frequently.
1: Let me encourage you not only to pray
0: this prayer today, but if it raises its ugly head tomorrow or next week or next month, you get it out of the blood again. Pray this prayer with everyone. Praying, in heavenly Father. As I search my heart today, I discover some things in my heart. I've got some things in my heart that should not be... I have some unforgiveness there. Lord, there's people that I need to forgive. And Lord, I don't know if I can do it on my own. Probably can't. Or I would already have. I need your help today. I need you to help me today. I need you to help me to forgive those that have hurt me. Those that have. I understand if I don't forgive them you can't forgive me so I choose to forgive today I don't feel like it I don't necessarily want to but I choose to forgive with your help I'll continue We'll move right into the Lord's Supper at the usher.